Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Micah was sure that he had left it on the kitchen table downstairs, and he wasn't a smart man, he knew that, but it was also one of only two things he owned that he consistently kept track of. The other was a small gold bracelet, detailed with leaves and flowers so small Micah hadn't even noticed the small lines of details until he was curious enough to look at it under a magnifying glass a couple of years after he had received it. He would think that something so small would be much easier to lose, but... He never took it off, so he never had that problem. His pocket watch, however. That had to come out of his pockets to clean his clothes. That meant that it would be put somewhere, somewhere that Micah always remembered, always kept an eye on. When he was out travelling, he usually never left his hand while it was being cleaned, but he had assumed it would be safe in Lynn's house with no one but Lynn and Kaylin around. But it turned out that that was a stupid idea. He should have learnt not to assume things. It had only been about four hours, but that was enough for it to go anywhere. What if someone came into the house, stolen it, and run off? They could be anywhere by now. Maybe he could pay a diviner to try and find it again. That would be costly, but it would be worth it. His mind was running away with him as he pulled all of the drawers out of their housing, sorting through them with his hands and ignoring the small cuts and nicks that the knives gave him. Maybe it had fallen into one of them accidentally. Stupid. That was stupid. That couldn't have happened. Maybe Lynn had put it somewhere safe. Yeah, that would be it. Lynn had found it and put it somewhere. He didn't know exactly where the two men were, except that they were most probably in the library. That's where they seemed to hang out most of the time when Micah wasn't there. If they were hanging out together anyway. But when he ran in, the library was empty, although there were small hints that they had been there recently. Books were hastily abandoned on the coffee table, cushions not quite in place. Micah rushed in anyway, opening Lynn's desk drawers and groaning out loud when they were only full of useless things like quills and ink. He got stuck at a drawer in the middle of the desk, tugging at it two, three times until he realised it was locked. A spell fizzled at his fingers for a second. No. Stupid. Stupid! He would have to ask. The quick way that they had left the library could only mean one thing. He took the stairs three at a time, bounding up them at a speed he rarely bothered releasing. But this was important. He couldn't waste time. The bedroom door slammed into the wall with a bang, and it took Micah a moment to figure out what he was seeing. Lynn was on top of Kalen, just managing to roll his hips down once more before the bang of the door interrupted him. He was already blushed a dark red, but... Micah watched as his ears went from pointed upwards to pointed back in utter fear. Do you fucking mind? Kaylin spat out, but Micah was already in the room, moving across to the small desk Lynn had started keeping in there. Nope, no, don't mind me, I'm just looking for my watch. Have you seen it? Micah asked, rustling through the desk and huffing as he found nothing but more stationery than one man ever really needed to own. 
Excuse? Kaelin asked, sounding even more offended and grunting when Lynn rolled off him and grabbed a blanket to cover himself. Micah still ignored them, opening the next drawer, hands already starting to go through before Lynn spoke up for the first time since he had been interrupted by a tornado in the shape of a small tiefling. This watch? Micah swirled around, looking over at him. He was sat on the edge of the bed, the drawer of his bedside table wide open as he held out a small circular object carefully in his hands. Micah's watch. He was over there in less than a second, picking it up and turning it over in his hands. But the outside wouldn't tell him if it was his. The only thing that would was clicking the small button on the top, opening it up and letting him see inside. And there it was. A small painting of him and his mother staring back at him. The tiny inscription around it with his name in a loopy cursive. I'm sorry, I... Lynn said with his ears dropped down as low as Micah had ever seen them. I thought it was Kaylin's. I... I saw it on the side in the kitchen and I was worried about it being knocked off so I put it somewhere safe. Why didn't you open it? Micah asked, feeling like he was breathing for the first time since he noticed the watch was gone. Because... Because it... I... I, I didn't even know you had one. Lynn responded, ears still low to his shoulders. It's identical to Kaylin's. And it was, on the outside at least. Beautiful, shining yellow gold complemented with inlaid rubies, enchanted to flicker like flames even after all this time. It was beautiful, and Micah could remember times as a child that the flames had almost hypnotised him. There was no way to differentiate it from Kaylin's on the outside. But Micah knew that on the inside of Kalen's would be an old portrait of Leliana and Maria. He also knew that Kalen was even more fiercely protective of his watch than Micah was. There would have been no chance of it being left somewhere unattended. Did you get them from the same place? Lynn asked as Micah flopped down on the bed next to them. Kalen scoffed, obviously realising that the two of them weren't getting back to their previous activity and collapsed on his back with his arm thrown across his eyes. The same person, Micah grinned, not caring one bit about the waves of hatred coming off of Kaelin right now. When we were born, it was a present from Hiroki. Lynn made a noise next to him, a sharp intake of breath. Micah looked up with curious eyes, and the elf just smiled back down at him. Sorry, it's just... <laughs> Whoever Hiroki was, they must have loved you a lot. He responded, smiling a smile that reached his ears. These must have cost... Wow. So much. <laughs> he was the child of a wealthy merchant in the northeast, close to the Balata Forest. He served in the same unit as our parents during the war, and this was his present when we were born. That's why they're the same, Micah grinned, ears twitching. He said was, Lynn said quietly, shuffling a little closer. What happened to him? Micah felt his own ears drop and his tail still beside him where it had been swishing happily just moments before. He... um... He died. We don't know how. He missed Kaelin's birthday. Which wasn't surprising. Kaelin added in and Micah turned around to shoot him a look. It was! He loved you. 
Just because you were mad at him doesn't mean he didn't love you. But then he missed my birthday, which hurt, but you know, maybe his card was lost in the post. Micah said, ears dropping lower as Lynn reached around his waist. But then... Then he missed Mama's birthday. And he never missed Mama's birthday. Tears welled up in his eyes and he quickly swiped at them with his sleeve. He wasn't going to cry over this. Not again. And so... And so Kaylin's mom tried to contact him and nothing came back. So she tried again and again and nothing happened. And there's only one reason she can't contact people. If they're dead. Michael almost choked on his words and Lynn's arm clenched tighter around him. He couldn't even begin to think of pulling away. The soft pressure of his embrace helped melt away just a little of his sadness. My uncle contacted the army, Kaelin sighed, and Michael was pleased he'd taken over. He wasn't sure how much longer he could keep sobs out of his words. He was a major, back in the war. They told him Hiroki had up and left with no warning two months before. Said he was going home, but guess what? We looked around the entire Northeast, and no one by the name of Hiroki Alenway ever existed. There never was a wealthy merchant family called Alenway. He'd lied to us. He must have had a reason, Micah cried out, and Lynn's arm tightened around him again, pulling him in tightly. You know he must have had a reason. He always had a reason. Lynn shushed him, pulling him into his chest. Kaelin didn't say anything else, and Micah was thankful for it. Sure, he hadn't been as close to Hiroki as Micah was, and they had butted heads more times than once, but that didn't mean he had to be a dick about it. I miss him too, Kaelin finally said from behind him. He was an asshole and full of himself, and thought he was the god's gift to the planet, but I miss him too. He didn't deserve to die so young. Micah could feel his emotions hit him like a freight train, and he couldn't help the wail that ripped from his lungs. He felt Lynn pull him down, pressing his head into his neck and pulling a blanket up and over him. Kaelin huffed again before turning to lie against Micah's back. An arm snaked around his waist and leant to kiss his shoulder. He would rather he didn't have to be reminded of it, he would rather he didn't break down in front of his two boyfriends like a toddler, but all things considered, this was the best place he could be. Micah never woke up first, but he never woke up last, either. It sounded impressive when you said it like that, but it really depended on Kaelin sleeping far too much and Lynn, well, he wasn't sure that Lynn ever actually slept at all. It led to many early mornings whispering between each other in bed, trying not to wake Kaelin up too early, because if they woke Kaelin up too early, there would be hell to pay. Do we have any plans today? He asked Lynn lazily, eyes closed and enjoying the elf's fingers moving gently through his hair. Mm-hmm. I had a little idea, Lynn responded, voice soft and lilting. But not if the two of you had any other plans. Shouldn't take more than a few minutes anyway. Micah opened his eyes, grinning up at him with barely constrained excitement. And what is this idea? Is it me and Kaelin? Or is it just me? Do we have to get dressed up? 
Lynn chuckled, leaning down to shut Micah up with a kiss. You will just have to be patient and see. Can you do that? Are you capable of patience? Micah pulled a face, even into the kiss, eyebrows knitting together as he pouted. His tail tapped against Kaylin's shin in annoyance and unconscious rhythm. I could be patient, he whined, slightly louder than he intended to be. I waited for years for Kaylin to crawl out of his own ass and date me. I never even complained once. You know, somehow I highly doubt that you never complained. Lynn giggled, nudging at Micah's cheek when he turned away from him with a huff. Maybe you never complained to him, but you must have complained to someone. He complained to his mum. Kaylin mumbled sleepily, turning over to look at them with tired eyes. Obviously, the two of them had gotten loud enough to wake him up. I did not, Micah protested, turning away from Lynn to poke at Kaylin's side. Never complained to my mum. Not about that, anyway. Kaylin scoffed, resting one hand around Micah's waist and pulling him close. You absolutely did. You complained to her about everything. You make me sound like a whiny little baby, Micah replied, and it pained him that it came out as such a whine. I don't just complain to my mama, I tell her happy things too. Does she know about us? Lynn suddenly asked from behind him, with a hint of panic that even Micah could pick up. He frowned, turning back over in the bed and looking at him through his eyelashes. This was the problem with always being in the middle, it meant that you had to shuffle around as to not be impolite all the time. If you're asking if I told her that I got a couple of smoking hot boyfriends, then yeah, Micah teased before pausing when Lynn's face screwed up tightly. Babe, she's not... she knows I'm into guys, she's not bothered with me having boyfriends. No, no, it... It's not that. Lynn interrupted quickly, resting a hand on Micah's waist next to Kaylin's. I just... It's strange. Knowing she knows about me, aren't mothers meant to hate the people who date their kids? Micah laughed, shaking his head and leaning up for a kiss. You've not met my mama. She won't hate you, she doesn't hate anyone. Kaylin made a small noise from behind him and Micah kicked back to shut him up. Lynn's face wasn't looking any less worried, and he puffed up his cheeks as he tried to figure out a way to distract him from the panic that was obviously rising up in his chest. Why don't you tell us about the plan that you had for today? He asked, running his hand up and down Lynn's waist. Lynn took a breath, smiling at him like nothing had ever happened. Micah should be concerned just how easily he could hide his emotions, but he couldn't bring himself to start thinking about that right now. Well... I wanted to show the two of you something. I know that Kaylin uses blades, and Micah, I... He trailed off, but Micah smiled as he provided the words he needed. I have been known to use daggers, he added with a wide groan. Well, we should get dressed, and I'll show you something. In the end, they had breakfast before Lynn finally got around to showing them what he was meaning to. It still achieved the same basic aim, anyway, of distracting Lynn from his anxiety. Not that it had worked for very long, because now they were stood next to one of the locked rooms, Lynn fumbling with the key he had pulled from a ring in the kitchen. The door didn't look any different from the rest along the hall, but Micah knew that it had been locked at least since he got there. Not 
that he was trying to invade Lin's privacy, he just... He got bored easily. And when he was bored, he got curious. As soon as the door opened, he got hit with the smell of blade oil and smoke and a sharp metallic tang of iron. Something tugged at the back of his head, something familiar, something sad, but he refused to acknowledge it. Not today. The room was large, but mostly empty. It seemed to be lit magically from above, a low-level passive charm that seemed to still be holding out even if it wasn't being kept up. The floors were a pale wood, reflecting the light back and making the whole room look bright and airy despite the fact that there seemed to be no windows in there. Instead, every inch of the walls were covered in blades, ranging from daggers to greatswords, a few small axes and two large glaives crossed over one another on the opposite wall. Each and every weapon was spotless, gleaming in the light and reflecting Micah's face back at him as soon as they hit the correct angle. And none of them were plain, all different styles and designs inlaid with gold and gems. There was more money in this room than Micah would ever earn in his lifetime. Fuck, some of these blades individually must have cost more than Micah would earn in his life. My sibling, my older one, Lynn started, standing aside to let him and Kaylin in. Collected blades, and I've never sold them because it felt dirty, you know, but I know he would have wanted them to be appreciated, and it feels like you two would appreciate them much more than I currently do. Micah glanced over to Kaylin briefly, meeting his eyes before they both looked back at Lynn. Are you sure? Kaylin asked gently. I... I know how hard it is. Letting go of things like this. Micah gave Kaylin's arm a brief squeeze, putting his other hand on Lynn's. If you're sure this is what you want, and if you ever change your mind, you just say the words and we'll give them right back. Lynn shook his head, closing the door and leaning on the back of it. Micah could see why there wasn't a spare inch of wall for him to lean on instead. I know, but I, <laughs> I definitely don't appreciate them as much as I should. I feel he would like them to be loved rather than just sitting around here gathering dust, you know? The two of them nodded, Micah stepping into the room and looking around slowly. Kaylin lingered by the door for a few moments, taking Lynn's hand and giving it a brief squeeze. Tell us which of these not to touch, he added, looking back at him. I know there must be some you don't want to give up, and we don't want to disturb them. The important ones were buried with him. Everything here is free game, Lynn smiled sadly, and Micah watched as his ears ticked down. He could understand why. Micah, you want to pick first? Kaelin offered, leaning against the door beside Lynn. He leant their arms together slightly, but didn't look up at him. Micah could read him well enough to see what he was doing, trying to be there without calling attention to it. Sure, Micah agreed, taking in Kaelin and Lynn's postures. He wasn't the most observant, he could admit that, but this was clear enough. Neither of them wanted to leave Lynn alone, exactly, and each taking a turn like this would give each of them a chance to stay with him. Micah wasn't as much of a blade person as Kaelin was. He was decent enough with the standard fare, but bows were where he was most comfortable. With that in mind, he tried to focus more on looking at the short swords, 
wanting to give Caleb more of a selection of the daggers and rapiers he knew the half-elf preferred. I thought your sibling was a wizard. Did he use these or collect them? Micah asked as he looked over the rack. Uh, a little of both, Lynn sighed, leaning into Kaelin's touch. He always carried a dagger on him, in case he went somewhere with an anti-magic field, but the rest? They were just aesthetically pleasing. Like some people collect books or art, he collected blades. It's a beautiful collection. A lot of these look like they cost more than I've ever seen. Are you sure? Micah asked again as he picked up a short sword and looked back at Lynn. I think this is a literal ruby on here. I'm sure you know that, you're smart and you've got a lot of fancy stuff, but I don't think any of the gems in this room are fake. <laughs> They're not fake. Lynn smiled, moving his hand to interlace his fingers with Kaelin's, and I'm sure. If you're uncomfortable with it as a present, think of it as a loan. I would rather you get some use out of them and they stay close to me, than I sell them and never see them again. Does that help? He asked with a smile, ears only dropping a little. I could keep working for you, Micah offered, setting the sword back. As much as he liked a pretty gilded sword with a ruby the size of his eye, he knew it would just make him a more likely target for thieves and muggers. Any more jobs you need doing? Write you some music? Put on some shows for your friends? Kaelin couldn't help but give a quiet laugh, brushing his thumb over Lynn's hand. Pick one, Micah. It's a gift, he insisted, and Micah could tell that it was for Lynn's sake. Like... Kaelin said, it's a gift. Lynn smiled, squeezing Kaelin's hand in thanks. You can keep that first one you picked up just for fancy occasions, if you want. It suits your tone really well, and I'll never say no to you singing for me, but I would rather you did that because you wanted to, not because it felt like you owed it to me. It's not really owing it as much as having a really easy, fun way to give you something back, Micah replied picking up an elvish short sword with a swirling gold and red leather grip. The blade had a beautiful amount of detail to it, and the matching sheath, while a little ostentatious, didn't scream rob me like the other quite had. What about this one? he asked, bringing it over to show Lynn. Lynn held up his hand to stop Micah handing it to him with a laugh. Uh, I really can't be trusted with blades, but I think that it suits you just perfectly. Do you like it? Micah nodded, looking down at it thoughtfully and turning it over and over in his hands. Yeah. It's real pretty, without being incredibly flashy, you know? He said thoughtfully, looking over the detailing on the blade. But this? This engraving? This is some masterwork stuff right here. I like this one, if that's okay with you and Kaelin. Kaelin nodded a bit, finally letting go of Lynn's hand. Red and gold were never really my colours. It suits you, he said, nodding slightly to him when Micah leant up against Lynn as he stepped further into the room. I remember that engraving. Lynn smiled, taking Micah's hand naturally and squeezing it tightly. He got it done in the capital. This tiny little stall in the middle of the market. They were a two-man team. One made the blade and the other decorated them. It was a bespoke piece, too. Vro designed it. Micah looked down at the blade again, resting the sheath on the ground. It's beautiful, 
thank you, he said sincerely. Your sibling had great taste. I do too, if I say so myself, just not quite that much money. It's hard finding pretty weapons that are good weapons, you know? Lynn smiled, looking between Micah and Caleb. I think you'll find that one's a good weapon as well. It won't let you down, I promise. Micah noted Kalen making a beeline for the daggers, and he was glad he'd avoided those. He wanted Kalen to pick out a good one or a good pair. Do you remember where all of these came from? Micah asked Lynn curiously. The elf paused for a moment, chewing his lower lip before shrugging. Most of them, but not all. Some he got when I wasn't around. That's fair. Makes sense. Micah said, watching as Kaelin picked up one of a pair of daggers from their spot on a rack. They were a design Micah couldn't quite place, curved, dark steel with a spiralled black and silver hilt that looked almost like a dragon claw holding the blade. Do you know about those ones? He asked more quietly, not wanting to pressure Kaelin. A present, Lynn whispered back, watching Kaelin carefully. From a lord out east, trying to bribe Ro into marrying his daughter. Roe took them, and then informed our father would never allow it, and disappeared. That caused some tension at parties. <laughs> Drama daggers. Micah couldn't help but giggle, sheathing his short sword carefully with his free hand before resting it against the wall beside him. Kalen turned the dagger over in his hands a few more moments before balancing it on his finger briefly. Seemingly satisfied, he picked the other one up as well as the sheaths. Is it alright if I take the pair? he asked Lynn. Seems that Kaelin got attracted to the drama, Lynn giggled back before trying to stifle it when Kaelin spoke. I would rather you did, actually. It would be a shame to separate them, you know. They're a pair, and they suit you. Kaelin smiled at that, hooking the belts of the sheaths onto his arm as he kept one blade out to examine. They're very good blades. Perfectly balanced, too. Thank you, he said as he looked it over. I hardly ever see ornamental hilts that are this practical. Usually they make the blade odd to hold, but I did a good job with these. I'm glad you like them, Lynn smiled, and Micah didn't hesitate before turning around to pull him down sharply for a kiss. For his credit, Lynn only stumbled a little on his way down. <laughs>